We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You're listening to The Uncontested, an Oklahoma City Thunder and NBA podcast featuring Jacob. All you haters come at me. Taylor. You're a step past a hater like I'm Rondo. Upgrade your baby mama to a condo. Nick. I really wouldn't mind taking a flyer on Swaggy Pete. Kamiar. I just got done taking a nap. And Justin. I'm too fast. What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. You can find us anywhere you download your podcast and at bluewirepods.com. You can also find us on Twitter. We are at the underscore uncontested. We are on Facebook now. You just search The Uncontested. You should find us. And we are on Instagram as well. Just search The Underscore Uncontested. So go follow all of those so you can keep up to date with us because basketball is back. We are back in business, boys. Today I'm joined by Taylor. Uh, You know, just trying not to get blown away by tornadoes in late October. Yeah. Welcome to Oklahoma. Treat, bitch. (laughs) Justin. I don't know how to follow that, um, but same. <laughs> and Kamiar. I just got done taking a nap. Yes. I was hoping you'd say that. Have you ever taken a nap uh, to like 10 o'clock at night and then woken up and just wondered like, what am I going to do tonight? Like, yeah, that's I, the worst. Well, on Thursday, I took a nap as soon as I got home and then I woke up at roughly 6.30 and I was like, oh crap, it's Friday. I got to get ready for work. And then I, I ran around around the house trying to find some clothes to put on, and then I realized, wait a minute, it's still Thursday. I think that was the same night that you were supposed to go to the Thunder preseason game with me. I don't even know. (laughs) And I texted you like five times, you never answered, then you texted me and said, I just woke up from a nap. (laughs) (laughs) I had to go get my mail. So on brand, that's perfect. Yeah, Yeah, it was Uh, an interesting day. 
we are having our Thunder season preview episode today, and we are super excited about it. Basketball is back, boys. Uh, when this podcast from its nap, yes. Uh, nice segue. God, <laughs> cut the check. Whenever this podcast drops, we will be about what thirty six hours away from live NBA basketball. Tuesday night is when the season tips off. Although the Oklahoma City Thunder do not play until Wednesday night, eight PM local time against the Utah Jazz. We will have a post game podcast dropping right after that game, actually. And that's a good spot for me to tell you that every Monday for the foreseeable future, there will be a brand new big episode of The Uncontested, about an hour-long episode every Monday morning waiting for you guys, along with, after each Thunder game, a 20 to 30-minute post-game podcast. That's the perfect length for your commute to school or work or a lunch break or whenever you want to listen. Those ones are going to be a little bit more shorter, just focused on the previous night's game. And then Monday are going to be our our big normal podcast. So make sure you subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts at so you can be ready to go with those. They will download straight to your phone or whatever device you listen on. And you can catch us all season long. We are really excited. So like I said, this is our season preview episode. And we have a lot to talk about with the Thunder. So gentlemen, let's just dive right on into it. First, I want to recap last season. Last season... Thunder finished 49 and 33, good for sixth seed in the West. We know we, they got their last win on that last game of the regular season. That was crazy. And we all sat up. Time, kind of, I felt happy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> felt great. <laughs> we all watched the end of the NBA season that night, wondering who the Thunder was going to play. And it turned out the Portland Trailblazers were resting all of their starters. They played Anthony Simons something like 38 minutes in that game. And we all thought they were going to lose and the Thunder were going to draw the Houston Rockets in round one. Instead, somehow Portland pulls off the win. Uh, I think Sacramento rested all their starters in the second half. So the Thunder end up with a 6-3 matchup against the Portland Trailblazers. They lose that series in five. Damian Lillard hits that deep three to win the series, waves bye-bye to the Thunder bench, and basically the the modern era of the Oklahoma City Thunder because after that, we know what happens. Over the summer, players that leave, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, Alex Abrinas, Raymond Felton, Jeremy Grant, Markeith Morris, and Patrick Patterson. It's like half the roster, gone. Uh, three starters, and gone. And all the coaches, too. Uh, yeah, that's true. I didn't even write that down on here, but almost all the assistant all coaches. coaches are yeah, it's crazy. Uh, that's players that came in, Danilo Gallinari, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Chris Paul, Darius Baisley, Mike Muscala, and Justin Patton. Some, some two-way players as well, but they probably won't see a lot of playing time. Those are the main guys. Heading into the 2019-2020 regular season, Thunder really only have one injury concern. That is Andre Robertson. Uh, We do not know when or if he will play. He has not played any preseason, and the team has actually been kind of secretive about... He's. I don't don't know if it's secretive or just a a lack of information on their part, but there is a lot of questions on if he's going to play or not. So, Robertson is the only injury issue, though. Uh, OKC enters the season. (laughs) Yeah. OKC enters the season only $900,000 above the luxury tax. Uh, it's almost a guarantee that they are going to dodge the tax this year. 
Um, I don't, I don't see them paying the tax for this team and they're so close to getting under anyways, they're going to get there. And currently Westgate has the Oklahoma city thunders win total for the season at 31 and a half games. That would put them at 13th in the West ahead of only the Phoenix suns and the Memphis Grizzlies. Phoenix and Memphis are going to be better than OKC. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of like a hot take. That is, yeah. Okay. I think Memphis, Memphis maybe is not. Really, really bad. Memphis maybe not, but Phoenix, people are downplaying them. Just saying. Yeah. I think rightfully so. Phoenix is yeah. suck. <laughs> <laughs> They're very much on the rebuild right now for sure. But mm-hmm. Jaws going to be fun to watch. And uh, I like Brandon Clark and obviously Triple J. And they have some solid And solid Ricky pieces. Rubio. I know Ricky's. Oh, you're. Oh, sorry. You're talking about Phoenix. I was talking about Memphis. Sorry. <laughs> Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio. Weren't you just do shitting on Ricky Rubio last podcast? Yeah, because I don't like the way he looks, but he's a good basketball player. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> All right. Well, would you guys, rather have, have Ricky Rubio or CP3? CP3. CP3. Really? Agreed. That's an easy one. That contract. Even with the contract, yeah. yeah. Is it because he's white? Uh, it's because um, one of them can put a ball in a hoop and the other one can't. Mm. Who has better eyes, CP3 or Ricky Rubio? Who has better definitely hair. Rubio? Who has better hair? Also Rubio. Okay, then that's not fair. Chris Paul doesn't have hair. He has hair, <laughs> barely. <laughs> all right, let's get started. I have five burning <laughs> questions for the Thunder season, uh, so we're going to go through all five of these. Um, after that, I have some prop bets for you guys that I think are actually pretty fun. I want to see. Uh, which way you guys bet on those. And then we're going to finish off with some predictions. Uh, so first, though, the five burning questions H&M burning. for H&M the burning. season. Um, yeah, they, they might be burning pretty bad. H&M burning. The first burning question, how long will this team stay competitive before trading off Chris Paul, Gallinari, Schroeder, and the other vets of this team, maybe other vets of this team? Uh, Taylor, what are your thoughts on on the Thunder's competitive window, and when do you see them going from a, a team that actually does have a pretty solid starting lineup and, and some moderately decent depth to a team that is probably just bottoming out? Yeah, so you know we've talked about this on the, uh, the Uncontested, obviously. Uh, I probably mentioned this the past, past couple podcasts. I'll try not to be too redundant. But I, I truly believe they're going to be uh, very competitive. Now, I'm not going to say they're going to win all these games because they have a brutal schedule to start the season. Um, but they're going to be competitive in those games, I think, all the way up into the trade deadline. I've mentioned to you guys before that I think Gallo won't be traded until like towards the very end of the, or right up to the deadline. And I think that's because Presley's going to try and play teams against one another and get the uh, biggest, poss- uh, biggest possible package for Gallo in return. So because of that, I think they're going to be a very competitive team. Like you mentioned, Jacob, the the starting lineup really is solid. Uh, There's a lot of depth on this team and kind of uh, some pieces to to work with, I think, moving forward. And um, I think it's going to be really solid up until the trade deadline. Now, I expect, and we'll get into trades and predictions here in a little bit as well, but um, I expect Gallo obviously not to be there after February at the trade deadline. I uh, expect probably Schroeder not to be there as well. So after that, it's obviously going to change, but... Um, I think I did not mention CP3 because I think Chris Paul is going to stay until next summer. And because of that, uh, with him and then the youth taking another step forward and getting some experience under their belt, that's all a long way to say that uh, I think they're going to remain competitive even after the deadline, even after or after they trade away some like Gallo and Shooter and whoever else. So, um, yeah, I think they're going to be a competitive team, but I'm not going to say that that means they're going to 
rattle off a whole bunch of wins, they're just going to be competitive within those games. Justin, come here. Have anything to add to that? How do you feel about it? I think what you said at the end is kind of how I feel. It's competitive doesn't necessarily mean winning games or having a great record, but it just means like not playing garbage basketball and not intentionally trying to lose. And I think that's the key is I think this team's going to have its fair share of challenges trying to win games, but I think they are going to stay competitive for a while. Uh, as I kind of looked at the list that you had CP three Gallo Schroeder, I see Gallo getting moved first. I could see him getting moved a little before the deadline. Um, I do think Presti will try to maximize that package, but I yeah. think but he Gallo, might have against Gallo will be easier. The, he'll be easier to get a, a big return on. I could see a guy like Schroeder getting moved right at the deadline. And then I honestly believe CP3 finishes the season in Oklahoma City and gets traded next summer. Um, I think the the market doesn't look to be super strong next summer. And I think that could be a ripe time for him to get moved, um, you know, finish out the year so that nobody has to pay him. Nobody else has to pay him this year. I think it makes it a little bit more palatable. Um, but I think, you know, with those pieces, the, they'll try to win games. I don't know that they'll win a ton. They, they'll probably keep it interesting, but I think they'll try for a while. Sorry, I was just watching a video on these hydrophobic pants. You can spill anything on these pants and just doesn't get on your pants. <laughs> Um, <laughs> like you can spill water on it, it goes right off, doesn't soak up in your pants. Uh, water and stain proof, anyways. Uh, <laughs> I think OKC, like, what it depends on what your definition of competitive is. If your definition of competitive is like playing pretty well but still losing games, yeah, sure, that's competitive. Um, of course, competitive is not getting blown out by the Mavs 100 something to 70 something the other night, that's not competitive, but. My mic fell out. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I got scared my internet quit or something. <laughs> How embarrassing. <laughs> Everybody for a moment started scrambling like, oh, God, what happened? Being competitive is probably more along the lines of what they did against who they played last in preseason. Was it Memphis? Memphis. Memphis. So, yep. Yep. again, playing a team tough but still losing in the end because I don't think – I mean, me and, me and Jake were talking about this the other day, heading back from the stadium from the OU game was like, hey, is OKC currently as constructed better than the team the Warriors have coming out to play right now? And we're like, well, maybe, kind of, yeah. So I don't know. Um, you, you guys all kind of touched on the Chris Paul thing and and trading him. Uh, here's I, and I don't have this question like listed or anything, but just quick reaction to this: Chris Paul is on the downward trajectory of his career, obviously. He's old. He's he's probably done after this contract. And you would have to think, even though he's in Oklahoma City now, he wants that chance at that title. What do you think the odds are that when push comes to shove and it gets to February and the trade deadline's like quickly approaching and the Thunder are trying to work a trade for him, trying to find a palatable trade for him, but stuff just isn't materializing because other teams don't want to pay him in the final year of that deal. Do you think there's any chance that the 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 desperation for Paul kind of kicks in that that ticking clock, knowing that his time is almost up in the league, that he would be willing to maybe at some point start discussing a partial guarantee restructuring to to a partial guarantee on that last year in order to facilitate a trade? Oh, I definitely think so. 
Um, you know, it's a little bit of a, a fear of mine that he either will be upset, like the trade deadline passes and there's no trade that uh, comes to fruition. And uh, because of that, you know, he maybe gets a little upset that the Thunder didn't trade him away, or uh, maybe he gets even more upset and wants to try and prove himself to all these other teams and just like plays like ISO ball for the second half of the season. That's a small fear of mine, but he's been so professional already. I don't see that happening. Um, so I, I see him kind of taking the higher road there and doing what you mentioned, Jacob, and, and telling teams that he's willing to waive that that last year, uh, that his player option and making his contract a little more manageable and tradable. Um, because for like sure. you said, but, but I'm talking about like, do you think, because obviously Presti's going to, keep Chris Paul in the loop on these things and, and right. communicate with him. Do you think Chris Paul before the trade led deadline oh, this year gotcha. will be okay. willing to uh, possibly renegotiate his deal? Tell Miami, Hey, if you trade for me, um, part of the trade stipulation is I will, uh, I will only like halfway guarantee my final year of my contract or something like that. That's interesting. I don't really think so, especially being the uh, president of the players organization, but I don't know. That's really tough. What do you guys think? I lean no. I think it it might sound weird, but Chris Paul, I don't know if you guys knew this. He's a little bit arrogant. Um, And I think, I think that he fully believes in his mind that he's worth every dollar on his contract. I don't really see it happening. I think, you know, maybe, Maybe if the year goes by next summer, he's maybe more flexible and willing to negotiate things. I don't see it happening this year. Same. I think that's, yeah, fair. that's fair. All right. Burning question number two. Um, Justin, let's come to you first on this one, and then everyone else can just kind of tag on afterwards. Is Steven Adams in the long-term plans, or is he now just a trade piece? I think he's a trade piece. He is young but I don't know that he's young enough to fit with Thunder 2.0. So he's 26 years old, uh, which is young for a guy in the league. But if you think about kind of the time frame that this rebuild is most likely moving on, it's really going to kind of hit its stride probably in the next three, four, five, maybe six years. And Adams is going to be pretty old at that point, I think. A lot of people have made the argument around him being kind of a a Collison type, a guy that's been with the organization and can kind of lead the young guys and help them along, much like Collison did with Westbrook and Durant. But I think the challenge with that is the price of his contract. He doesn't have a contract where you can really afford to just let him be more of a a mentor role. He's still, don't get me wrong, he's still... contributing on the court and doing a lot of good things in that way. But I'm, I've got concerns about just how his timeline fits up, especially with knowing how large his contract is. Oops. Sorry. I was going to let Jacob, uh, Jacob go there, but um, I'm absolutely with you. And uh, I do have here though, that I don't think Preston necessarily wants to trade him. Like I don't see him just trading Steven to, to trade Steven. Um, I think he would want to hold on to him long term. And I think he believes in his and Steven's talent and realizes he has untapped potential. Like even now, as it stands, he's a great player now. I think he's still. I mean, he mentioned that in his um, his season preview presser, or whatever uh, his, his season opener presser mentioned how Steven still has untapped potential. But even then, I really don't think any player, maybe other than maybe SGA, 
it may, that, that might not even be accurate. SGA could be available for the right price at this point. You, you really don't know. So if the right package comes along, I definitely think you're right, Justin. I think Presley will pull the trigger. Absolutely. And I think at, with the, the rumors, the trade rumors and stuff that have been going on, obviously that was a pre-Paul George, Russell Westbrook trades, but I still think um, that's some sort of indication of which way maybe Presley's leaning. Yeah, I think that's my struggle. Is It's not that he's not a good player and that he couldn't contribute especially over the next few years, my, my struggle is looking at the timeline of, okay, in, in four years, once SGA is matured and then whatever other draft pieces the Thunder required, Steven Adams is going to be on the later end of his career at that point, say he's 30, 31. What's he contributing then? Is he that's still worth point. paying and keeping on this roster when he's at that age? Uh, that's my challenge. The same trade value at that point exactly. either. He probably right. doesn't. That's a great point, Justin. I think it's interesting. We that report had come out a few weeks ago uh, that seemed like it was just about the Stephen Ad- a possible Stephen Adams trade. That seemed like it was just reaggregated information from back in the summer. But they had noted that the Thunder were trying to get a young player, a draft pick, and salary relief in a Stephen Adams trade. And to me, that's just like no shit. Of course, you would take that. You know, right. Like, Every team in the league would would trade uh, one of their pretty good players for a young up and coming star draft compensation and salary relief. So, I, I think I'm with you guys in the sense that yes, they would be willing to to deal him. Um, but I wonder if it's only if like the perfect deal comes along. Does that make sense? Like you're not just going to trade him to trade him. Uh, you have to like kind of be blown away by a deal to deal him. So if if they get two of the three things you just mentioned, if they get a young player, salary relief, uh, or draft compensation, a draft pick, if they get two of those three, do you think that it's still a deal worth doing? That's interesting. I think the the two of the three things have to be maybe more substantial, like the yeah, draft compensation has to be better, or the the young player has to be a better young player. Yeah, that makes sense. So, Kamiar, do you have any thoughts on this one? I think that you, because we talked about this too, does Steven Adams' age match with the rest of the young guys like Terrence Ferguson, Shea Gillis-Alexander, Diallo, even though I kind of hate him and everything else, um, and he doesn't. He he would kind of, I guess, be in his prime, but at the same time, he gets injured a lot but plays through his injuries which is cool but at the same time you know that kind of sucks and um you know i would say okc clearly wanted to trade him and they were out for a pretty high asking price uh according to the kings anyways so i don't know i mean do you want him to be the next Carlson? sure great yeah he passes the ball well he's a great defender he as we saw in the dallas preseason game the defense kind of looked a lot lost at times even though he's not a great rim protector as far as blocking shots but he's pretty significant at being the defensive anchor and um i mean when when's the last year of his contract next year right you i think so i can look that up real quick so he's not an expiring this year but i think it's i think it's expiring next year and if you can get him to agree to an extension that's like you know, a lot less than the 20 something million dollars you'll be making. 
I don't see a reason why not you would want wouldn't want to keep him around. But again, at the same time, if you get assets, and that's what Sam Presti's trying to get, then sure. I mean, I don't know. You've had you've had older players on worse contracts, a la Kendrick Perkins, play on a developing team. I'm just saying. Yeah. And, and my thing is, I totally get where Justin's coming from as far as like, do you want to keep paying this guy and and yada, yada, yada. I don't think this team is ever going to get to the point where they just strip everything and just have young guys and nothing else. I think there will, there will be vets still on this team. Maybe vets that make... Yeah. So maybe Steven Adams is that. I, I, I don't know. Um, question number three. Kamiar, I'm going to start with you on this one. Uh, even though you're typing in the chat right now, I got to go pee. Um, hold it for a second. <laughs> Answer this question water. real quick, and then and then we can move. We can <laughs> let you go urinate. Thanks. <laughs> um, what does success look like for this team this year? So well, it's not going to look like playoffs. And I know some Thunder fans are really sad about that, or for some reason, some Thunder fans are under the delusion that they will make the playoffs, even while Gallinari is going to get tr- uh, traded. Um, but what success looks like for the team this year is they are competitive in a lot of games. They'll win games and fall short of the playoffs um, somewhere around 33 to 37 wins. I think that I think that's I think that's what um, you're looking for when you're when you say success, because this team shouldn't make the playoffs. And especially with Sam Presti, I mean trying to do a fire sale on Chris Paul, um, trying to get rid of, he's going to get rid of Gallinari talking about getting young guys and development minutes for a lot of other guys. Like if, if Nader and Baisley are priorities on getting time, you, your success should not be playoffs. Your success should be being competitive and development. So that's, that's all I've really got for that. There's not, there's just, it's just really perspective based and perspective driven on what you think, success looks like and so yeah Kamiar, i'm with you uh, for the most part i mean i i mentioned this actually uh, i got to go on the hoop heads pod uh podcast last week i guess and it, it came out on saturday morning they asked me a similar question um but success for me is everyone staying healthy first and foremost because that's going to be critical when it comes to trade value and obviously the development of the youth <laughs> can't really develop guys if they're hurt as we've seen with andre robertson unfortunately and then just you know these vet, these vets uh, helping and keeping the team competitive, giving the young guys experience in big, meaningful, and competitive games. I think is huge before they get traded away and they kind of pass the torch to the younger guys. And then obviously getting max value for the vets and trades. So you know from there we start what Presty obviously likes to call and we kind of joke around about uh, our reposition. Uh, and, and then we start the rebuild after that. After we do the reposition, uh, let the young guys get more playing time after that, and then just kind of prepare them to take that next step of the coming seasons moving forward with the rebuild. So, you know, we miss the playoffs. We get a lottery pick. I think that's like best case scenario. Um, but success is really just staying healthy, developing the youth and getting maximum trade value um, for some of these, these pieces we'll be trading this season. I don't have anything new to add because Sorry. you guys basically said every, everything that I was going to say. We'll let you go first not, on the next question. Not getting hurt, youth development, um, you know, getting good assets back for your trade pieces and, uh, playing enough competitive basketball so that your young guys aren't just used to playing garbage basketball, like basically all of the Phoenix suns. Uh, so I want to ask a question. If the thunder are on the cusp of the playoffs, no, 
do you <laughs> no do you keep going and trying to make it in or do you so she said <laughs> do you shut it down and just say like no we're we're tanking from here on out because the last thing we want to do is make the playoffs that that's a difficult question because like so are you talking like if on february 5th they're in the seventh seed uh do they consider keeping gallinari and, and chris paul and schroeder my answer there is no like you you trade those guys you get if the the right deal comes up and you yeah. get assets if it's after the trade date deadline and maybe you've traded one or two of those guys and you're still competitive um i don't think you ever tell your players hey stop trying to win right uh, e- even if you make the playoffs and and you're you know you're out of the lottery in the draft or whatever um i i still think that that experience and that development for guys like like Shay and Baisley and and the, all, all the other young guys uh is is more valuable I agree completely. And let's not act like when OKC trades Danilo Gallinari, they're just going to trade him for a pick. Like, unless they create a massive trade exception, let's say OKC is in the seventh spot after they play that massive gauntlet of games to begin the season. They have like their difficulty of games from February on till basically, you know, what, May? Uh, it goes down like significantly. Yep. That's a good, really good point. And so, like, I mean, even if you trade away one piece of that and get to get back a piece like a Kent, a Kent Bazemore or somebody like you know that doesn't suck that you can still play rotationally. Who knows what this team could be? But at the same time, I have no clue. But I mean, you're in it for draft picks, and if the you're in it for draft picks, and the draft spot is between number thirteen and number seventeen, is there a lot of a difference? That's my point exactly. Now, yeah, if it's point. Yep. you know, if, if you're looking at getting top ten, yeah, if you're looking at getting top ten, yeah, you go, f- you you take that top ten pick. But yeah, the difference between like thirteen and seventeen, there's there's not one. You know, I mean, yeah, the Thunder were going to probably probably that. had Darius Baisley circled uh, in this dra- this last draft, anyways, and saw an option to instead of draft him at twenty one, uh, slide back to tw- what twenty four and get him plus a couple of extra second round picks. So, the, the the difference there isn't that big. Uh, who, did OKC tr- who did OKC try to trade up like a mother to get? Was it Donovan Mitchell who was just out of their grasp? They've I've heard rumors that oh, they've boy. tried to trade up for a few guys. They did everything they could to trade up to get Bradley Beal. Yeah, Bradley um, Beal and was Depot. just unable to do it. Uh, I think so, they wanted to trade up to get Devin Booker. They yeah, wanted to trade up to one. get uh, Oladipo. But Donovan Mitchell wasn't that far away from them and like if that that so that spot from 13 to 17 could mean a big deal and yeah like i said that'd be a True. spot where you could be like hey we'll give you our 17 spot and denver's really crappy pick number right. 30 probably that's exactly what i was gonna, yeah, gonna bring up is like say there is say they do make the playoffs somehow and there's a team or sorry there's a player in the draft the upcoming draft that they decide they really like they want to go out and get Presley has all the assets available right now to trade up in the draft. He can do it if he really wants to. So yep. technically you could still get that pick. if he thinks But as we've seen recently, better. trading up to the higher tiers of the draft is uh, is pretty it. difficult. I mean, oh, and that's, what, yeah, that, Dallas traded, um, a, uh, traded up two spots and had to give up two future first to get there, I think, to get Luka. That's crazy. You know? so, uh, Luka Doncic, or as 
what's his face? Michael Cage would say, <laughs> still Luka Doncic. Oh my dude! How does that guy not have a pronunciation guide right in front of him? I just don't get it. All right, like me. Question. Yeah, I was not about to say anything, but I'm glad Taylor did. What Taylor say? Sorry, that's like that. That'd be me if I had his full time job. I just hope he doesn't tear his Achilles. Yeah, that's right. Burning question number four, Justin. What? Which of the young guys? has the most star potential? Come on. It's it's an easy question when you throw the word most in there because I think it's it's probably uh, SGA is the obvious choice here. Okay, so what, which other, do any of the other young guys have so, star potential? Exactly. So outside of SGA, which I feel like would be everybody's first pick, we're probably all going to have the same second pick too. And I'd say Darius Baisley. <laughs> I think that his physical tools are off the charts. Uh, they, they totally align with what you want from a modern NBA player. I think what he's shown us so far in, you know, limited action, but in, in the preseason, he's looked really good. Obviously uh, small sample size, not true NBA competition. We'll see what he does throughout the season. But I think so far uh, he, he looks like a guy that could be special. Yeah, I, I that's perfect. I literally have uh, written down here in my notes too early to say with Baisley, but he's shown flashes of star potential. So yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I feel like this game, this game. I feel like this is an easy question. So since you guys said both SGA and Darius Baisley, get weird, get weird. I'm if gonna, you say Abdul Nader, I'm kicking you off the podcast. I just want you to know that. I'm not say and if you say Hamdi Diallo, I will love you forever. Oh, I hate Ham. I I would <laughs> I would prefer Abdul Nader to be on the floor more than Diallo. But you take that just, back. That's just something else. But um, uh, I I just, by the way, I just had yeah. a, a chocolate slash vanilla frozen yogurt twist uh, delivered to me mid mid podcast. So many from Brahms. Quick. From Brahms. Many thanks to my fiance. Um, can you hear quick. me unwrapping the the spoon? Yep, mm-hmm. a little bit. Okay, it's um, not too bad. Anyways, I feel like the guy with the most star potential. You, <laughs> you're gonna have it's it's got to be 100% Devin Hall. Oh my god! <laughs> no, but like I legitimately <laughs> sell me on it. Up. <laughs> sell me on it. Let's hear it. Yeah, he's, no, no he's let's tall. not do that right now. <laughs> he's I don't know, but really, I mean, it's got to be SGA or or Baisley, and you know, you know who, you know who SGA reminds me of. Who? I'm gonna say it, and you're gonna be like, oh my gosh, why have we been sleeping on Comyard the entire time? Because he's been the one taking naps. <laughs> Um, what? If, but he's actually woke <laughs> at the same time. What if I told you he was going to turn into the next Penny Hardaway? Oh, that's actually a fantastic. Who was? Yeah, that was also a six foot seven like point guard. Oh, that's interesting. That's a, yeah, that's a good one. I like that. We, uh, I don't. Kamir wasn't on this podcast, but we did a, an SGA comp a while back. And I think we all were kind of sporadic on it. Um, mm-hmm. we're, we're all kind of over, all over the Jordan. map with it. Uh, I think mine Bruh. was DeJounte Murray mixed with Tony Parker. Ooh, gross. Yep. <laughs> like DeJounte Murray's defense, Tony Parker's offense. No, can't shoot. 
Um, all right. Burning question number five. The last of our burning questions. Sorry. Taylor, I'm coming to you for the last one. All right. When will this team be relevant and back in contention again? We're already in contention, baby. Don't know what you're talking about. No, I'm just never kidding. left. Just, yeah, never left. <laughs> so I, I have down here, I think, 2023-2024 season. And honestly, it could be even sooner, depending on how Presti uses these picks. Because obviously, uh, the new picks he receives and upcoming trades – packaging some of those for players that can help them win now if SGA and Baisley show that they're capable over the next year or two uh, that you know they're, they're ready to compete now then maybe he does make a trade to find a player to help supplement them um, and also obviously the players he chooses with those picks does he draft three future MVPs again probably not but does he, he land you know how does he construct the team moving forward and so with all of the different options that he has it could be sooner than that but what I have right here is a 2023 2024 season because I think that gives those young guys time to develop. SJA will be peaking. Baisley has experience. Um, That's yeah. sad. I know it is. It it is, but it'll gradually get better. Buddy, he will be 40 by then. <laughs> actually, 45. I think he already is. Serge Ibaka will be 70. Yeah. Actually, Serge Ibaka will be dead by then. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you're a monster. Oh, <laughs> well, he's already like what 60. Uh, Justin, do you, uh, so Taylor said 2023, 2024, um, would you say that season, would you put it later than that or earlier than that? I actually wrote down that exact same answer. I put four years. Oh, um, no, so we're talking I'm going to say contention, correct. We aren't talking like they'll make the playoffs. Yeah. I'm talking like they'll, they'll be yeah. like what they've been the past few years. What perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Disappointing. Cool. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, no, I think good. I think four years four years is when the window opens. I'll put it that way. There you go. I think that's that's when they get back into a, a legitimate place where they're in the conversation within the NBA. Uh, if I had to pick over or under, I'd pick over later. I don't know what the right terminology is. After <laughs> I'd pick that. Yeah. I I think I'm probably with you on that. I uh I think it'll take a few years because I've said this before. I'll say it again. I think Shea Gilgis Alexander is going to be really good, but I think your next Russell Westbrook, your next Kevin Durant, your your next massive superstar, Mellow Ball um, baby, is probably going to still oh, middle, middle school. Yeah, yeah or, gonna, or yeah, probably, probably probably a tenth, eleventh grader right now, Fair. ninth grader, um, still coming down the pipeline. So, yeah, no, come here. Uh, w- would you place that? that window before the 2023, 2024 season after or right on the nose. Are we assuming that Shea Gilchrist Alexander even wants to stay in OKC by that time? Well, four years from now, I mean, (laughs) unless he gets traded, he doesn't really have an option on that because he'll just be hitting restricted free agency at that players and under contract. Don't have options. You saw what Paul George did. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But in defense, I think that <laughs> we're not jaded. I, I think that that only applies to like the top one percent of the league. Like, if Stephen Adams came to them and said, "Like, hey, I want to be traded," they'd probably just say, "Like, yeah, go f yourself." Like, we're not trading you right now. If they wanted to keep him, you know, I, I I think only certain players like Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, uh, can really throw their weight around like that. But that's just my personal well, opinion. I think this team. Is is contention? I believe you guys already t- said it, but is contention like title contention? Is what you're talking about? 
Yeah, like like kind of what they've been for the past five or six years, minus the that's year that, not, that Durant left. That's not been the five or six years. Like the last time they were in title contention was the last time Kevin Durant was on the team. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't think this team's going to be relevant, like title contention-wise, even with SGA. Uh, what Sam Presti did was hit the lottery not once, but twice, but three times in a row. Um, so... Yeah, yeah and true. it took Milwaukee how many tries to go out of before they got Giannis, and these small market teams are at a disadvantage in signing uh, signing big names and doing everything else. So they have to build through the draft. So signing Giannis was really big for them, and it's not even a guarantee Giannis is going to be with them after you know a couple of years. So I don't even think OKC is going to be back in title contention in the next maybe even five to seven years because. Really, is Sam Presti going to hit Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden back to back to back again, along with Serge Ibaka in the twenties or whatever, and then Jeff Green as well? I mean, I don't think there's any way. And I know it's a really sad answer, and it's like making people depressed. But you have to think about the logistics here, and think about the numbers and the rationality behind. Is that that does not happen? And when it does happen, it should be something great. But then at the same time, you pick Serge Ibaka over James Harden and don't win titles. So that's my take on the matter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I that, that answer does suck, but I think it's also very fair. Yeah. Uh, but I also think that that's why Presti probably um, aimed to get as many draft picks and draft swaps as he possibly could. Because like you said, they, they are going to have to get their next stars through the draft because of the, the small market nature. They're not a a Los Angeles that can just go out and, and get an Anthony Davis. And so because you have to build through that draft, you want as many bites as the apple as you can possibly I mean, get. Yeah, right. So, yep. And, and so you just, you, you collect as many picks as you can at some point you start bottoming out. So your picks are really bad. Um, not bad. Your team's bad. So your picks are good. Um, so, so you can bundle all those things together. So remember that time Oklahoma city drafted Josh Hustis in the first round. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay, so on that note, we need to tell you about our first sponsor because I don't want to talk about Josh Eustace. I'm that trying to stay fair. at least mildly happy right now. That is fair. Um, so our first ad read of the day. So like we mentioned, guys, the NBA season starting up. I actually just did my, my first uh, fantasy basketball draft today. I've got a lot of players to follow with a lot of different games going on simultaneously almost every single night. There's It's pretty hard to keep up with. And that's why I subscribe to Axios Sports, the best free daily newsletter newsletter in the land. Axios Sports is a modern sports page delivered directly to your email inbox. When you sign up for free at sports.axios.com, you'll get the best stories from the NBA and NFL all the way to cricket and ping pong and everything in between. Axios Sports also highlights the most important stats and trends, giving you the ability to stay informed, particularly during a busy season like the NBA. It's super simple to sign up and it's free, sports.axios.com. Not only will you be caught up, you'll be the friend sharing an amazing link with your buddies. Join the 100,000 sports fans who get caught up on the day before it even begins. And best of all, there's no paywall, no subscription fee, nothing. This is a free curated sports content direct directly to you. Sign up at sports.axios.com. Again, try it for free at sports.axios.com. So speaking of bets. Yes. Great segue again, Taylor. I swear. You should do this for a living, man. <laughs> I mean, I can't you know, I can't say names correctly, but 
Dang it, I can segue. <laughs> um, yeah, so our next part of our Thunder season preview, I have made up uh, a handful of bets, six of them to be exact, that I want to propose to you guys and see if you were putting money on these bets, uh, which, which direction would you go? Um, I've done a little bit of research on these. I think there are actually some some pretty nuanced and, and fun ones. Uh, so we'll see what they you are. guys come up with. They're also kind of tough. They were good. Yeah. Bet number one is about Steven Adams. Okay, so last year uh, in the 2018-2019 season, Steven, Av- Steven, Steven Adams averaged 13.9 points on 10.1 field goal attempts a game. He averaged 9.5 rebounds and 1.6 assists. Okay, so 13 and 9 points, 13.9 points, 10.1 on 10.1 field goals, 9.5 rebounds, 1.6 assists. Which of these three things are the most likely to happen for Steven this next season? Thing number one, see averages 17 points a game. That would be 3.1 points more than last year. Thing number two, he averages 12 and a half rebounds a game. That would be 2.4 more, sorry, exactly 3.0. I keep messing up looking at the field goal attempts a game. 3.0 more rebounds a game uh, increase from last year. Or option number three, he averages 2.4 assists a game. Uh, the 2.4 assists, that would, to get 2.4 assists over an 82 game season means you get 200 total assists. Last year, he had 124 total assists. So he'd have to get 76 total more uh, over the course of the regular season. So which is more likely to happen? He averages 17 points a game. He averages 12.5 rebounds a game, or he averages 2.4 assists a game. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. That a boy. I think it's most likely he averages 12.5 rebounds a game before he gets traded to the Kings. Oh, <laughs> I've never heard someone be so depressing while eating a frozen yogurt cone. It's pretty good. Uh, that's awesome. I'm going to go with assists. Uh, I think it I is a dawn of a new day in Oklahoma City in terms of ball movement. And I think we're going to see him. Dawn of a new day. We're going to see him facilitating uh, some things. Maybe it's out of the high post. Uh, I think he'll he'll be more involved in that part of the offense than he ever has before. Oh, whoa. wait, wait, wait. So you're saying you would pick assists. So Jacob's question is the least likely, and that's why I have assists. Wait, wait. So you're, oh, I can't whoa, read. No, no, that's no, okay. I'm just no, saying, sorry. never mind. So the, the question said least likely in the in the document. I said which was most likely. Oh, okay, sorry. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, sorry. It's Jacob's fault. <laughs> okay, At least well, we know Taylor can read. I'm, he might be the only one. <laughs> That's fair. Most least likely. So I'm going to give you <laughs> the most least likely. That's awesome. Um, I'm going to give you a counter argument, Justin, because I have the most least likely of those is the assist, <laughs> which is, I, I guess, kind of contradicts myself uh, earlier, uh, like I guess a couple weeks ago uh, when we kind of saw um, the offense facilitating through Stephen Adams a lot more, which I really enjoy and am a huge component of. However, I just feel like with all the ball handlers – I still think that would be really tough for him to average more than two and a half assists, even if they are going to run the offense more through him. So because of that, uh, because of guys like CP3, Shea, Schroeder, even Gallo for that matter, I just I, I don't know if he'll be able to get that three assist mark. 
Fair enough. So, so Taylor, which one do you think is the most likely? Oh, Kavir said rebound, hands down. He's gonna okay. get. I, he, he might be flirting. So nobody's going like points, which is interesting. He only right needs now. to average three more points a game. Which is, yeah, yeah. I, I take. I mean, that's a close second for me. But which and, and no, I, I mentioned the field now. goal attempts a game that's true. because I think he's gonna get a lot more than ten field goal attempts a game this season. Oh, I yes, think that number is gonna be up closer to thirteen or fourteen, or maybe even more than that because like. A majority of those always came in the first half, right? Which I was going to say, this so team frustrated. Last this year. team might actually remember that he exists in, in the, the second, second half. half. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Bet number two. This one's a real simple, straightforward one. Over under the Thunder trade away two point five players this season. So if you take the under, you're saying they're going to trade away two, one, or zero players. If you take the over, you're saying they're going to trade away three or more. Give going me over. the over. Yep. Yep. Ooh, I've got over as well. Man. Justin, ready take the over or the sad. under? Yeah, I, I said over too. Oh, Get okay. Sad, so all three of you say over. Time. Now start, start giving me names. If you all three say over, they're going to trade away at least three players. Give me names of players that aren't going to be on this roster come late February. Chris Paul, Danilo Gallinari, uh, Dennis Schroeder, Stephen Adams, Ooh. and you think they're gonna trade all those guys? Fire and some himself. garbage, some garbage bench bait. See, I was thinking like Schroeder, Gallo, and then like you said, Justin, like a fillers, basically. So yeah. like Abdel Nader gets thrown in like a um, a Schroeder trade or something it, to match salaries, something like that. I should clarify. I did say earlier. I don't think CP3 gets traded this season. I think it comes next year. So retract that. But I still take the over because I, you're going to have to include some yes, some of the younger kind of into the bench guys to make this stuff work. It's going to be hopefully Diallo, along with <laughs> Dennis Schroeder, Gallinari, um, Stephen Adams. Those are fair. And my maybe three, Noel. maybe Noel. My three are going to be Gallo, oh, Schroeder, and Noel. Yeah, that's Nerlens is a really good one. I think I, I think that. those three make a lot of sense. Very good one. I mean, the man came back to OKC earning less money than he did last year. Yeah. So I wonder what they're promising him. Yeah. Either a starting actually, role or that will trade you. Either starting or we'll trade exactly. you to wherever you want to go, Nerlens. Yeah. Right. Uh, all right. Bet number three. This one has a little bit of context behind one. it. In Terrence Ferguson's rookie season in Oklahoma City, he totaled 763 minutes and 61 appearances. He he appeared in 61 games. DeMontis Sabonis a few years ago totaled, and this number kind of took me by surprise. I forget, but obviously I didn't forget he started. But the the fact that he started played a big role in this. Sabonis totaled 1,632 minutes in 81 games. So I want I'm giving. You guys, and over under, Darius Baisley will total 1,197 minutes and 71 appearances. Uh, so those two numbers, the 1,197 minutes and the 71 appearances, that is the average of Ferguson and Domas's minutes and the average of their games played. So basically, I just split it right down the middle between those two. Uh, in order for Baisley to average that many minutes in 71 appearances, he would have to play 17 minutes a game. So again, it's 1,197 total minutes on the season and 71 appearances, which would come out to about 17 minutes a game. Over or under for Darius Baisley? 
So I'm biasly, I'm hoping for the over, but I'm taking the under. And I think that's because Bays will have some growing pains once defenses start to adjust to him, kind of like Homie last year. And he probably won't see increased minutes until after the trade deadline when you trade away like a Gallo. And at that point, I think we'll see a lot more. But early on, I don't know. I don't think we're going to see quite as much Baisley as we have this preseason, as much as I would like to, and as much as I would like to be wrong about that. Now, I don't know if I'm at, like if I would say that's way off or anything. I think that's a pretty, pretty solid uh, number. Like like especially appearances, seventy one games. Like I I could certainly see him appearing in seventy games. Um, you know, but I'm, I'm still taking the under. I'm going to play it safe for now and not be too too crazy, make any hot takes. Like Baze is going to start three months into the season or something crazy. <laughs> I'm taking the over because if DeMontis Sabonis can get a starting job in OKC and hold that thing down to basically Taj Gibson gets to, gets to town and still play a lot of minutes. And I'm going to say on a team that they're effectively trying to develop their talent and really could care less about winning the title right now, which you know, of course, then you play a lot of your vets a significant amount of minutes. I would say Basley has a pretty good shot at uh, playing a ton of minutes um, even even now. I think it, it would be fair for him to play even like 10 to 12 minutes a night. Yeah. And then once they get rid of Gallinari, heck, that guy is probably going to start. So I like that. Um, I would, I would Tom, say over. Tell me, are you bringing up a good point there? Because I think talking about not playing your stars as much because you're not chasing a title we've talked about this a little bit, but I think Gallo is actually going to get uh, nights off. And when he gets nights off, I think the most logical starter to put in his place is Darius Baisley. And so I think even while Gallo's here, Baisley could rack up some minutes. Justin, which one are you going with? I am also going with the over. I think what you said is a great point that I hadn't considered, but it just strengthens my positioning. (laughs) So thanks for that. You're welcome. I think it's, it's, yeah, that's right. Like it's mostly that. the context of, you know, the question we had earlier of outside of SGA, who's the most promising prospect? And I think we we all collectively kind of felt like it was Baisley. And so it makes sense to get him as much exposure as possible. I think you look at, you know, the first iteration of the Thunder, it didn't feel like they were shy to put the young guys out there because that was the point. Uh, the point was not to win games. If you win games with the young guys, that's a nice perk. But the point is to get the young guys burned so that as they gain experience and they build more pieces around them, they're ready to go. I like it. Bet number four. This one's going to be fun. Uh, mm-hmm. You guys are going to have to argue a little bit on this one. I want you to put these players in order of most playing time for the season to the least amount of playing time this season. Okay, so when when April 20th, 21st, whatever rolls around, and the Thunder season is over because they're probably not making the playoffs. And we take total minutes played, and then we organize these players by total minutes played. What is the order going to be? Your players are Deontay Burton, Hamadou Diallo, Terrence Ferguson, Darius Baisley, Abdul Nader. I'll let you guys go first. I went first on the last one. Because <laughs> Taylor's list is just Diallo five hummy, times. Hummy, 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 hummy. Um, okay. My list from, from most, most playing time to least playing time. I have Ferg, Baisley, Diallo, Nader, Burton. I think Ferg, I mean, I'm putting a lot of stock in him, uh, despite his preseason performance. 
because he's honestly not looked great. But I think based off what we saw last season, I think he'll get a lot of playing time. And that's also taking into account that I don't think Andre Robertson is going to be getting very much playing time, if any. Then I have Baisley next. Uh, and then after that, it's kind of a crapshoot. Diallo, Nader, Burton. Some will play some nights. Some will play other nights. There's probably going to be very few occasions where they all get good amounts of playing time. Uh, but I kind of have it ranked by what I think their future prospects are of Diallo, then Nader, then Burton. Yeah, I think that's about right. I mean, Ferguson won because he's played a lot and has still gained like no muscle, even though he flexes for Instagram all the time. Uh, <laughs> then you probably go, actually, makes me sad to say this. You probably go Nader second, actually, because Billy Donovan loves oh. Abdul Nader, even though this he man does. clearly cannot play a lick of basketball in the NBA. He's like the tan Kyle Singler that makes a little more shots. Um, then Baisley, then un- unfortunately Diallo until hopefully he's traded. And then my man Deontay Burton, <laughs> who makes millions but still only plays in the same shoes. <laughs> he does. Pretty uh, funny. Uh, Taylor, uh, do you have a different list? I do. Uh, I'm going to start with a disclaimer. Uh, because obviously it's kind of a running gag on our, our podcast about me and my love for homie, which uh, is a little Christ, you put homie to Diallo number one. No, 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 I didn't. I didn't. I'm not that crazy. Uh, you no, put him didn't. last to prove that he's not biased. <laughs> right. Um, I will say I'm higher on Baisley as a prospect than I am Diallo. He's just, and we've talked a little bit about this, not to go into too much, or go too off the rails, but uh, Diallo obviously has his limitations where Baisley has so much potential. However, it seems like Presti and Billy especially really likes Hami and thinks he's capable of uh, way more. And I think they're just in love with his athletics, uh, athletic ability. I know, I know, I know. So I think it's going to go Ferg and then Hami. I think they're going to play him with forward, then Baisley, then Nader, then Burton. I, th- I, do, I know that <laughs> Nader got to play quite a bit last year, but um, – I, I, I don't know. He he didn't play a lot this preseason. It was almost like Billy was trying to figure out where he fits in the rotation. Um, it's almost like they like gave him this last year and like they're just gonna let him write it out and then whatever happens to him happens. Um I don't know. I'm not I'm not sure how high they are on Nader as a prospect right now. Uh, but I could be completely wrong. I mean that's I'm going out on a gamble here, but I think they're high on Hami. I think he'll get the second most playing time even over Baisley, which is kind of crazy. Uh, so interesting, you three, you all had the same number one, which is Terrence yep. Ferguson. You all had the same number five, which was Deontay Burton. And then all the other ones are kind of mixed up. Yeah. Like two, three, and four are just in, in all three in random orders. So, Do you have your list, Jacob? Um, my list is is basically what Justin had, uh, spot okay, on. Yeah, Ferg, yeah. Baisley, yeah. Diallo, Nader, Burton. And it, I mean, that's kind of what I'm hoping for, but um, I don't know. I just have a little hunch. Maybe it's the the biased Tommy fanboy in me. I my my <laughs> thing is that Ferg can slide up and play three. I don't think Homie can. He's just too he's just too undersized at six four. He's just he he can't play three. Right. Fer, Ferg's he already a little sucks. undersized at three. Um, and then <laughs> at the two you have Ferg can play two. SGA can play two. Uh, you're gonna have two guard, two point guard, and even three point guard lineups. So Chris and and Schroeder can both play two. Uh, so I just don't see where Diallo finds minutes at, honestly. Yep. 
Um, I say that they're probably going to start him game one now. No. <laughs> Bet number five. I have SGA's preseason stats here, and I want you guys to give me an over-under on the season if he will average um, above or below what his preseason stats were. Uh, so points per game, let's start there. During the preseason, he averaged 18.8 points per game. That's up from 10.8 points per game last season, a uh, a pretty significant jump. So 18.8 points per game for Shea Gilgis-Alexander. You guys taking the over or the under for the season average on that, if I put it at 18.8? Under. I, I'm also going under. I think that's pretty close. But I think like closer to 17 probably is where he'll end up you know just because of Gallo and all those guys. I'm going to say that Christopher Paul gets hurt early in the season oh. and Shavante Gilgis Alexander has to score <laughs> 20 plus points per game. So he's going to go over. Nice. Okay. So we have two unders, one over. Next, rebounds per game. Uh, during the preseason, he averaged 4.8 rebounds per game. That's up from 2.8 last season. Uh, so 4.8 rebounds a game for Shea Gilgis Alexander. Uh, Taylor, over or under for the season? I'm getting bold here. I'm going over. I think he's going to hit five. Okay. Taylor. That's a Russell Westbrook fanboy in me, but you know, <laughs> dang it. I think he's going to do it. <laughs> uh, Justin, what do you got? I'm going under. I think just based off the rotations in preseason versus what I think they'll be in the regular season, I think there will be more guys to gobble up rebounds. Touche. Kamiar? Give me, man. Can I say like, can I say right <laughs> at 4.8? <laughs> no. Bush, you you got to go over or under? Boo. You can go 4.7 or 4.9 well, if just you want. Looking at, just looking at the preseason and how they've played, um, it wouldn't at all surprise me to see him go over. But I'm going to say, especially because Gallinari is like the most awkward rebounder of all time. And got and Basley, he can high point the ball, and but he's just gonna get bullied. I'm still gonna go under for him. I think they're gonna leave a lot of the rebounding up to Stephen Adams and Nerlens and Mike. All right, very good. So everybody went under Mike. on rebounds per game, uh, assists per game. He averaged 1.3 assists per game during the preseason. That is up from 3.3, sorry, down from 3.3 last season. So 1.3 assists per game for Shea Gilgis Alexander. You guys taking the over or the under? Over. I'm definitely going over on that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going over too. I think he'll have to, honestly. Agreed. Uh, I think if if he's meant to be a future integral piece of this team that's one area that he's we've got to see development for sure um last one the three point percentage last season he was 36.7 percent during the preseason he was 23.5 percent over or under please be over (laughs) no kidding (laughs) this team is so bad at shooting threes that we need it to be over agreed I would, I, I, I would be absolutely floored if it was under. Agreed. I, I think that 23.5 is just because small sample size. Yeah, give me the over and then give me the under for Russell Westbrook shooting 23 and a half. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Accurate. Last bet, bet number six, which is more likely, Donovan gets an extension or he gets let go? I've got extension. God, that makes me sick. 
I also have. <laughs> I also <laughs> have extension. <laughs> I mean, without context, just saying I've got extension uh, is an we interesting. Got, we already read I've the Axios an, one. I've got an extension. Um, it's <laughs> it's going to be a big extension. Uh, it's too bad. Uh, of Roman isn't a sponsor. Yeah, I this wish week. Roman was the sponsor so we could talk about Probably getting extensions. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, Donovan's calling card is development. And if he ever had a time to show it, the time is now. I think his future in the NBA depends on how he does with this young core. Now, do I think when we get to championship window time, he's still the coach? Maybe not. But I think through this interim period, if he is what we think he is, I think this is this is his time to show us what he's got. He probably gets an extension. It makes me real sad, though. I mean, like, who knows? He might be a good coach, and that rust messed everything up. Who knows? We'll find out. We will find out. People what? are going to get really upset for me saying bad things about Russell Westbrook. So the the podcast is going to get like a million one stars. <laughs> Haters. Well, um, speaking of Billy right Donovan, regardless of tweet. if he gets fired or not, he will be in some nice suits this season, won't he? He will. Indeed, he will. You know where I bet he'll get those suits from? Indochino. Indochino was founded on the belief that you don't need to spend a fortune on a, on a custom wardrobe. And if you know you don't know if you're going to have a job next year, you probably don't want to blow much of money on a suit. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They make suits, shirts, coats, and more. And everything is made to your exact measurements for a great fit. So whether you're built like Nerland's Noel or Raymond Felton, you can get a fit that fits you. The best part is that they're also affordable. Almost all of their custom clothing is under $400. The process is simple. You choose your fabric, pick your customizations, and submit your measurements. Your package will be delivered straight to your door in two weeks. You can get measured and design your suit at your nearest Indochino showroom or do it yourself at Indochino.com. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com when you enter Blue Wire at checkout. Plus, shipping is free. That's Indochino.com promo code Blue Wire for $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more. An incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit. All right, guys. You know what Indochina is? Huh? You know, you know what French Indochina is? Vietnam. <laughs> Vietnam. You know, you know who was you know who kicked the French out of French Indochina? I do not. It starts with an H. Hong Kong? Or no? <laughs> it's, a, it's a guy. His name is uh. It's what Santa likes to have at his house. Ho Chi Minh. Ho Chi Minh. Ho. You teachers. Yeah. Ho Chi Minh. Too much history. brought to you by Ho Chi Minh City. Ho Chi Minh City. Well, uh, I'm glad Kalmyar gave you guys that uh, that history lesson. Their That's final right. part of our season preview, we're going to do predictions. So each of us need to come up with three predictions for the Thunder season. Let's just kind of go round table with this one. Uh, one of us will say a prediction, and then we'll just keep going around until all of us have have laid out our three. Justin, why don't you start us off? Give us one. 
Uh, one and probably my most optimistic one that I have is that SGA will win most improved player. Oh. I think we saw a lot of good stuff from him last year. There's, there's lots of reason <laughs> to be excited for this next season. I think the situation of where the Thunder are at versus where the Clippers are at is going to dictate a lot of uh, increased responsibility and playing time for SGA. And so I think we'll see him kind of kick it to a next level and be in contingent for that award. Very good. Taylor, you said you had the same one. Yeah, I had that for my second one. I'll give you you guys my first one, though. Um, Between the multiple trades this season, this one's kind of, you know, it's a little cool, kind of easing our way into this. But uh, between the multiple trades this season, I think one of those trades will bring back another young, promising player for OKC to rebuild with. And I think an example, I'm I'm not predicting these players by any means, but I think examples are guys of the calibers of like Anthony Simmons, Tyler Hero, um, something along those lines. I think uh, Press will be able to bring back another young, promising player as well as additional draft picks. All right, come here. OKC will have one malcontent player that they will have to trade this year. You can say his name. I'm not saying his name. Chris Call. Chris Call. Honestly, it could be could be Dennis too. I think, I think like, yeah, depending on playing time. Dennis. Or I don't know, he likes really, that's, ah, that's true. There's really he a loves lot of Mike. A lot of he good loves candidates. Uh my first one is that Darius Baisley will play more minutes at the three than the four. Ooh, I know that's, that's kind fuzzy. of like nuanced and like very like specific. nerd. Um, but I just, this team lacks threes. He has the ability to play a little bit of three and the thunder always likes size at positions. And so he just kind of fits that, that spot. Justin, what's number two it could for be, you? Before we move on, I was going to say, it could be similar to the example we mentioned earlier with Sabonis where you're playing him out of position just because you think it's better to play him. Yeah. And that's yep. the way you can get minutes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, good- my second one, let's bring the happiness down a notch. OKC will finish last in the division. Ooh. Oh, wait, in the division. Yeah, not, okay, not, yeah, not in the conference, the division, which easy I think, yeah, that, that's an easy prediction. Yeah. <laughs> the only one they'd be anywhere closer to is Minnesota. Minnesota. Portland, right. Denver, Utah all have like Portland, Denver, Utah off the table. Yeah. That's yep. They're gonna be they're gonna be in a fight with Minnesota. Minnesota thinks they're gonna be good. I just don't think they're that good. And I mean, does I'll be interested to see what the Thunder Timberwolves games look like this year because it seemed like for whatever reason they just always had our number. And I'll be curious to know if that had anything to do with certain players that used to be here or if they're just gonna continue. Yeah, it'll be real us. interesting whenever they trade Chris Paul for uh, Andrew Wiggins. So uh, mm, oh yeah, now Andrew we're talking. Wiggins. Taylor, what's your number two? So my number two is uh, the the SGA will be uh, I I have here that he he will be a leading contender for MI, for most improved player but um, so I will throw out a different one so we just covered that and I'm just gonna go with this one it's gonna be hot but I think Baisley will make second team all rookie boom hmm. <sighs> <laughs> okay it's not that hot of a take it's not that hot of a take. Like if you, I just want to play the sounder. Plays, I listened to the full if you play the full video that sounder came from I listened to it the other day. Yeah. So funny. If he plays that oh many minutes, God. I don't see that being a hot take. I think it's an okay take. That's fair. I was gonna say I took the under on those minutes too, so I uh kind of contradicted mm-hmm. myself again, but you know it's fine. All right. <laughs> Tell me our uh what's your number two prediction? <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh before I say this. I have it written down. <laughs> 
that the people will find all the Malaysian airline flights before Andre Robertson steps on the court to play basketball. I <laughs> 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 love that so much. Wow. Uh, okay. On the podcast. <laughs> I'm going to get kicked off. I'm going to have to do sensitivity uh, training. I, I've always wondered what happened to those flights, you know? Like, are they in the ocean? They're full go. Uh, did, the, did the terrorists they were, take them? They were full go. <laughs> Dude. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Dang it. This is why we're only allowed to cover the blue and not the thunder. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, the, uh, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. I had a joke. I'm not making it. Uh, okay, my prediction number two. Uh, I'm a bad podcast host. I didn't make predictions before we started recording. Um, my prediction number two is that... Um, wow. The Thunder trade, not three, not four, but five players off of this team before the end. You just said earlier that they were going to trade like two. No, I mentioned three earlier, no. but I'm saying now uh, it's going to be at least five. One of them will include Chris Paul. Wow. Wow. Okay, I like that. Wow. <laughs> wow. Just number three. Number three, uh, since Kamiar took mine, but he did it with so much more flair that <laughs> I'll you. let it slide. Uh, my, my alternate prediction is that Terrence Ferguson will win the 2020 dunk contest. Oh, that's a great one. I like that. I like it a that's lot. That's really good. Taylor, number three. Saving the hottest for for last. Oh, um, am I going to hit the button again? <laughs> maybe. We'll see. I think Steven Adams makes his first All-Star appearance this year. Oh, mama. Whoa. Mike drop. <laughs> I'm going to look so dumb here in February. So who, I like it. Yeah. I, that's bold. I mean, if that happens, that means that Chris Paul probably should make it as well. So, I like, I don't like that that seems very unlikely, but you know what? I'm gonna go with it. I like it. Call me our number three. Despite what I said about Malaysian Airlines and Andre Robertson, <laughs> Andre Robertson actually plays more games than Danilo Gallinari because of an early season injury. Ooh. You and the injury prediction. Hey, this team is filled with people depressed. that are hurt. Call me our thing and vegan Malaysian Airlines. Because Steven Adams <laughs> plays hurt, but so there's that. Robertson, of course, blew, blew out his entire knee. Chris Paul gets hurt every other time he goes to the park to play with his kids. Danilo Gallinari <laughs> has not played a full season like ever, except last year was his most like healthy and successful season. So like he's always been hurt. And for some reason, OKC's medical staff isn't the best when they found out, hey. We're putting the wrong screws in Kevin Durant's foot. So, uh, you know, that's not the best. A couple of two and a half inch screws from Lowe's. So it's, uh, you know, I don't, I don't have a good feeling on Danilo Gallinari's health because the man always just, just looking at the way he tries to rebound the ball. Like this man almost broke his back in half. I could, I could hear his ligaments and bones cracking on the television screen. So I still think Andre Robertson, <laughs> despite my comments about Malaysian Airlines, plays more games than Danilo Gallinari because he's going to get hurt. And OKC's okay, so not going to be able to trade him. It's going to be the worst situation in the world. 
<laughs> That's so sad. I'm, My third prediction is that late in the season, uh, when the Thunder are done playing basketball and the playoffs are going on, that at the NBA draft lottery, the Oklahoma City land a top six pick in this next year's draft. Not because of that bad, that. but because they just get the the help from the lottery balls. I love that. That's that's hot. I like that. Balls. I like lottery balls. <laughs> so to wrap us up, before we we bump some outro music and get out of here, uh, earlier in the podcast, I told you guys that Westgate had the Thunders over under for this season at 31 and a half wins. Uh, I want to know your guys' record prediction and if you're going over or under. So is there same order again? Justin, uh, you take it over or under on 31 and a half? I am going to draw this out and pull what Taylor did earlier and <laughs> plug another NBA preview interview that we did. So um, I got to go on the NBA outlet pod. So if you want more Thunder preview, go check out the NBA outlet and find the Thunder preview episode. And you can listen to me make this same prediction, which is that the Thunder will go 30 and 52 this season. So I'm taking the other. Oh, okay. Was that the exact number that you were taking Taylor? I have written here under by a game and a half. I had met 30 wins, assuming Gallo and one of CP three or Schroeder are traded. All right. So you guys are both going 30 and 52. Call me. What are you going with? 32 wins. So you're taking the slightly over barely. Yes. I am the most optimistic. Kamiar has been all night. I am going the inverse <laughs> of last year's record. Last year, they were 49 and 33. This season, I'm going 33 and 49. So I'm taking the over by about a game and a half. So this time when we're disappointed, we just know we're supposed to be disappointed instead of, yeah, it's kind of nice. You, you, Whenever the team doesn't the play good, it's just really what's is. expected. It's not like disappointing. Whenever they play really good, actually, it's, it, it's, it's exciting. Maybe we'll be disappointed that they make the playoffs because we won't get a the, the Thunder won't get a top fourteen seed. So I'm I I'd, I'd be very happy to be disappointed in the team this year. Yep, get that draft yeah. pick. I'm trying to psych myself up for losing a lot of games, and I don't think it's working very well. I still feel pretty sad. <laughs> Just go watch some mid pod. Watch those highlights of the OU game this weekend. There you go. Or only the second half, though. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for checking out our Thunder preview episode of the podcast. To get more podcasts like these every Monday morning and a post game pod after all 82 Thunder games this season, make sure that you go to wherever you download your podcast search the uncontested and click the subscribe button those podcasts will upload for you uh, automatically and you can listen to us again every monday morning we'll have a pod uploaded and then after every thunder game this season we're really excited about basketball being back we're really excited to get back in the swing of consistently dropping high quality content for you guys so tell your mom tell your dad tell your brothers and sisters tell your grandma Tell anybody who likes basketball that they needed to subscribe to the uncontested while you're there clicking that subscribe button. If you want to click on that five star icon, 
drop us a five-star review. That would also be very greatly appreciated. Uh, shout out to the podcast network, Blue Wire Pods. You can find them at Blue Wire Pods on Twitter at BlueWirePods.com. Taylor is at TaylorP15 on Twitter. Justin is at OKC Tracker. Kamiar is at MoravianCCM. Myself, I am at Thundermob405. We are on basically all social media now. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Make sure that you go and follow us anywhere that you get on social media. MySpace. You can keep up with all the podcasts, podcasts there as well. We'll try to get a MySpace. Uh, I'm working on setting up the Zenga right now, actually. So. I already have our AIM account. Don't worry, guys. Perfect. Armors only. That's what I'm working on. <laughs> ChristianMingle.com. All right. So Wednesday night, the Thunder take on the Utah Jazz out in Salt Lake City. It's an 8 p.m. local tip-off time. Once that podcast is over, we will be going live recording a post-game episode and dropping it for you guys for your Thursday morning ride to work or school. So make sure you're subscribed to get that. Have a great few days. Basketball is back. I'm excited. Thunder up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.